Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is. It's a Friday edition, the 24th of September of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Quick reminder before we get into the nuts and bolts of this podcast is that Monday we will kick off Flyers Daily to five days a week. So Monday, we'll go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No episodes on Saturday and Sunday. So we will end our three-day-a-week off-season schedule with this episode. And like I said, pick up five days a week starting on Monday. And then October 16th will be the first show that we do on a Saturday. And that's when we will be back to the true definition of this podcast and daily. And that is not that far off. That means that the flyer season is not that far off. And that is just three weeks from today, from Friday, that the Flyers will open up the season against the Vancouver Canucks. We're just four days away from the first preseason game, and now we're entering day two of on-ice sessions today of Flyers training camp. Had a chance to get there yesterday and uh, see the first day of workouts, a couple of sessions. Uh, They split it up into three groups, really two groups. They had a a young guy group uh, that were going through the paces, guys that aren't in uh, the running to make the Flyers roster, maybe not even be an AHL-rostered player, uh, but maybe heading back to junior. Um, and they had that session early morning, 8.30, and then session A and session B were uh, thereafter. And two really good sessions, very high-paced practices, and a lot of flow drills and a lot of uh, usage of the full ice. They did a little bit of five-on-five work in the second half of that practice when they moved over to the, the other sheet of ice. But for the most part, it was a lot of flow drills, a lot of battle drills. Uh, Claude Giroux, uh, in a battle drill with Justin Braun, got the best of him. Got him a little high, perhaps, maybe up around uh, under the chin, uh, and knocked him down pretty good and then flexed his bicep muscle. Uh, but then quickly went over to Justin Braun. Those two, no ill will there, but those two battling it out. And that's what Giroux does. You know, one of the things about Giroux is, and we've heard this about from different people throughout his career. I remember Jeremy Roenick mentioning it about telling Claude not to put too much pressure on himself because of how competitive he is. And we've seen it in training camp. I remember when they went to camp for uh, the restart this year. I guess that was in December or January. Uh, I mean, he just absolutely destroyed a player and put him over the boards into the bench with a hit because he was frustrated with how it was going. He's incredibly competitive, not just in games, but in practices. And that's part of his leadership, the way that he leads. Leadership is not necessarily words. It's not necessarily what is said in the locker room or to the media, maybe in particular to the media. You're never going to get a hockey player that's going to throw another hockey player under the bus. You're never going to get a player that's going to throw a coach, a general manager under the bus. But they're often very diplomatic. But the way you lead in this sport, and it takes many leaders to have good leadership, is by the way that you carry yourself as a player and that you're true to yourself. You can't be a player that's not a huge talker and all of a sudden try to be a leader and be a big talker. It's not authentic. As a matter of fact, Artemi Panarin was asked if because he was apparently was a name that was in the running for the captaincy in New York. And he said he didn't want it. And a lot of people had a problem with the fact that he said he didn't want it. Now, he's a great player, but it's not in his personality to have to handle some of the duties that come with being a captain 
in a city like New York, an original six team with a lot of media and a lot of eyeballs, he's just not comfortable in that role. And some guys are more comfortable in that role, not just speaking to the media, but English is also not his first language. That makes it a little bit more difficult as well. In a one-on-one setting, he can have good conversations with people, but when you have a scrum around you every day, it can be a little bit more demanding and difficult to deal with. Claude Giroux, early in his career and early in his captaincy, English is not his first language. He is a French-Canadian. Um, I, I feel like maybe that he suffered from that a little bit too and how to articulate himself. He's very good at it now. But again, it's not what a player says. It's not what a player says to the media. It's how a player carries themselves that is leadership. And you see that competitive quality to Claude Giroux. And that's why from anybody that he's ever played with or anybody that plays on his team now, you never hear anyone question his leadership. And uh, he was very intense in day one of the practices. And that's part of what he brings to the table. And that's what he needs to continue to bring to the table. So good on him for bringing it on the first day. Carter Hart, several high quality on high danger chance saves. Real good movement laterally. Made a couple of really great glove saves moving from his right to his left to his glove side on east-west pass plays. Passes across the, they were pretty low too, probably bottom of the circle and one-time shots. And he got over and highway robbed a couple of guys, including Derek Broussard. Uh, So he looked really sharp as well. And I would just tell people that if you didn't watch Ryan Ellis a whole lot in Nashville, you are going to see a very, very complete hockey player. Just so smooth in his skating. His passes are precise. He can make the long stretch pass. He can make the short play. Very under control. And I was really just impressed with the grace for for which he moves on the ice. I've had a chance to watch him a good bit. um, But watching him in person uh, for an entire practice was pretty impressive. He's an impressive player. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to be an enormous component for the Flyers. Another guy that's going to be a big component for the Flyers, we were kind of talking today, Tim Saunders, Jim Jackson, and I, about who would end up being the Flyers award winners at the end of the year. We were thinking about the Barry Ashby as the top Flyers defenseman. Maybe Ryan Ellis could be that guy. We were talking about you know, the different awards, the Bobby Clark. Is it going to be Sean Couturier again? Is it going to be Carter Hart? Who's going to end up with the most goals on this team? And I figure there's about three, four guys in that running to lead the team in goals. Travis Konechny, who had 24 goals two seasons in a row, and in the second one of those seasons, did it in just 69 games, was on a 30-goal pace. Love to see him get back to that pace of scoring. He's a guy that's in that running. Sean Couturier is a guy that's gotten 30 twice in his career. He's in that running. Claude Giroux, I don't know if he's going to be have the gold numbers to do that. James Van Riemsdyk, he could kind of get to that level. Uh, Cam Atkinson is a guy that has scored over 40 in this league. And maybe it's this guy, our guest on this episode of Flyers Daily. He had 20 last year in just 55 games. He was on a 30-goal pace in year two in the NHL. He signed a new contract in the offseason, and he's our guest on this episode of Flyers Daily. It is Joel Farabee. Joel, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. How, how was the, uh, the the period as you kind of waited down the last couple of days to get to camp, you know, skating with the guys and 
and just kind of working out and, and pointing towards this direction, knowing this year you got a long season. It's a full 82. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely very exciting around the rink right now. Um, you know, last few days, just kind of, you know, finishing up our fitness testing here. And, uh, you know, we, we got uh, opening meetings and everything like that tomorrow. So, yeah, definitely a lot of new faces around. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty excited to get going here. Do, do you feel like you're coming in in a different type of conditioning? Because last year, you guys came in in January. You didn't know exactly when you were coming, kind of to the last minute. And, you know, the ability to get to rinks and skate and have all the everything available to you as an athlete to train wasn't necessarily there. So do you feel like you're coming in with a little bit of a head start compared to last year? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think with last year, you know, everyone kind of was in, in a weird spot. Cause you know, like you said, uh, kind of depended on where you lived or, or where you were staying, what, whether you, what you could do and what, what you couldn't do. So I, I think this year is more, you know, more normal. I feel like, from what I've seen, you know, guys are in really good shape around here. You know, I've seen some of the scores on testing and guys are doing really well. So um, I, I think everyone's pretty excited to have, you know, a full 82, with, you know, with fans in the buildings and, and things like that. So um, definitely, definitely excited, you know, coming off of last year. It was, you know, definitely a tough season, but with COVID and everything, you know, it was just a, a mental challenge, I would say. Uh, going back to your first year and your first training camp, you where you first broke in, you started with the Phantoms, and then and then last year. How important is it for you guys as NHL players to actually have preseason games, have those exhibition games? Because you didn't have any last year. It was like a camp, rush to camp, and then, hey, let's start a season. 56 games could then schedule. There's not a lot of time to kind of dial your game in with exhibition games. How much different is that for you guys? Uh, I, I think it definitely helps, you know, for sure. I mean, I think when you when you just rush right into a season – um, you know, guys are, are more, you know, subject to injury and things like that, where yeah. when you have preseason and, you know, you're, you're able to work out and have practice days and things like that and, you know, nurse some of the tweaks and, and things like that, uh, it definitely helps for sure. And I, I think, you know, even just the preseason games, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes, a, it takes a few games to get the chemistry going with the team and, and you know, preseason, the, that's the reason for it. So hopefully with this year, you know, we, we got six of them and, you know, we, we use those as best we can. And then, you know, hopefully when the season starts, we'll, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, they're intended to knock the rust off and knock the rust off your game. But um, I was talking to Ian LaPerrier, the head coach now of the Phantoms, Joel, and talking about, you know, rookie camp and development camp. And I got to ask you, because you're not that far removed from making that jump from collegiate hockey at BU uh, to playing pro. What's the kind of one, one or two things that when you got to the NHL, you're like, well, OK, that's the big difference. That's the thing that, you know, as I develop as a player going from you know, collegiate hockey to playing pro hockey that I have to be better at. What is it? Is it just the details of the game? Obviously, it's strength is a big part of that, but details? Yeah, I think there's there's so many little details. I mean, I, I could probably name name for hours a bunch of details that you try and look at. But I think for me, you know, when, when I came in, it was just trying to stay simple. I mean, you know, when I was in college, and I think a lot of guys when they're in college, you know, you you're playing top six, you're playing, you know, 20 plus minutes a night and you're trying to make cool plays and things like that, where, um, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't work when you get to pro hockey. So I think, you know, simple is always better. And, uh, you know, there, there's always so much to learn, whether it's video or from older guys and things like that. So I tried to, you know, my first, first two years, I really just tried to learn as much as I could from, you know, wh whoever I could. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of little stick details, a lot of just little, little mental things, different ways to think about the game that, you know, um, it's a lot different from, you know, junior or college to, to pro. Uh, looking at Morgan Frost, who I know you're, you're close with, and his his development camp, or rookie camp, rather, 
he, he was really dominant. Did, did you get a chance to see his game at all and, and kind of where he is right now? Yeah, 100%. I, I watched, uh, you know, both the rookie games on uh, on the on YouTube there. And, uh, you know, I, I was really impressed by his game. Um, obviously, when, when you miss a full season, it's really tough to, you know, get back into that, you know, that playing shape or, you know, even just those little details, whether, you know, with Frosty, it's, you know, face-offs and, and being in the right spot in the zone. And uh, I thought he I thought he looked really well in the game. So um, I'm really excited for him. This is, a you know, a really big year for him. And, uh, you know, I think, I think he's going to be a big part of what is it about his game that makes him so effective, Joel? He, he's a creative player with high-end vision, high-end hockey IQ, and high-end skill. Uh, as a guy that's played with him and has seen him play, what is it for you that really makes him pop? Yeah, Hunter, that's this guy, but, you know, he, he's re- uh, his, his skating is really undercover, I would say. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's able to, you know, use use his speed and his, uh, his edges to get away from guys and break checks and you know, he, he reminds me a lot of G in a lot of ways when he has the puck. I, I feel like he knows, uh, you know, knows where everyone is at all times. And he's, he's able to, you know, he has the skill to, you know, find guys. In it. It's almost like he has eyes in the back of his head at times. So he, he's a really exciting. You know, you know, it's ironic too, Joel, when you look at Morgan's numbers right next to Claude Giroux in the OHL and the Q, they're almost identical. <laughs> it's pretty wild that you said that. Um, what are you looking forward to with Cam? What's the... You know, being around the guys and getting back into it and, and having a different fate than you guys had last year is obviously a motivating factor. But what is it for you that you're really looking forward to camp and getting the season underway about? Yeah, I, I just think with everything, you know, where it's a normal season, I, I think we're just really excited to get going. I mean, there's there's so many new guys. So I think, you know, with our team, we're, we're going to be really, you know, really ready to go once the season starts. I think everyone... Uh, including myself is just, you know, you, you want to prove to your new teammates and want to prove to the coaches and everything like that, you know, what, what you did this off season. So um, really just looking forward to get going. I mean, um, you know, I've been, we've been off for a while here, so definitely excited to play some games and, you know, get some good practices. in. you got a number in your head on how many goals you want to get this year. You had 20 last year and 55. That's a 30 goal pace. You want to hit that 30 mark? Yeah. I mean, obviously you, you know, you, you try to have as, you know, some personal goals. I, I think, uh, I think for me, I, you know, I just want to, you know, do anything I can to help the team. Uh, obviously, we, you know, like I said, a couple of times we have a lot of new guys. So, um, you know, whatever my role is going to be this year, I just want to, you know, excel the, the best way I can and, you know, help this team, you know, get to the playoffs and, you know, hopefully go from there. Uh, I appreciate it. And Joel, have a great preseason and, and preparation for the season. People are getting really excited, which is awesome. And everybody's, you know, ready to get hockey underway, myself included. So best of luck with the preparation and the camp. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Joel Faraby for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll be back on Monday. We'll go back to five days a week for the podcast starting Monday as camp continues. Preseason game number one on Tuesday. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, a great fall weekend. Hockey is coming. Talk to you on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily.